A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, Raising Rebels listeners. There's only two more episodes in season one. But don't worry, we're already working on season two. Please let us know what topics you'd like us to cover. You can direct message us in Instagram at Raising Rebels Pod, or you can email us at RaisingRebels100 at gmail.com. We'll put both these links in our show notes. Also, please remember to share this show with anyone you think could benefit from the conversation. Now on to the show. Do you ever worry about drugs? Yeah. Tell me more. I have had the fear of becoming a drug addict because when I'm sad, I eat my feelings, and I feel like that's a little close to drugs. Sugar is a pretty strong drug, I will say. How do you work with your sugar addiction? I try to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I don't. Stand up, fussing, and fighting. I'm your host, Nalika Radway, and this is Raising Rebels, a podcast about oppressed parents raising free children. Each episode of Raising Rebels features courageous conversations with parents and my three girls, Glory, Moxie, and Blue. Today, we are joined by one of my sparks, my friend, writer, momager, Brandy Williamson. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Noika. We are talking about drugs and how we allow our children a nuanced understanding of drug use while also keeping them safe in a world that will not allow them to make many mistakes. So let's start with giving me one word to describe how you're feeling right now. Hopeful. It's a good one. <laughs> I am feeling really calm. Like, I feel very mellow right now, um, which is interesting to me. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Brandy. Ooh, all of the things that I want to say are, I think, things that people don't usually associate with me or know about me. (laughs) Spill it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That's that's exactly what we want to know about. That's what we want to know about. I am 44 years old. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm a mom. Mm Mm-hmm. I am on this spiritual journey um, that's really exciting. I'm an avid reader, and I'm also a crazy cat lady. Mm-hmm. You're a crazy cat lady? <laughs> oh, I'm, yes, I'm you do. I'm in love with my cat. Yes, I really do are. like my cat. You are a crazy cat lady. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. We've been friends for so long, and I did not know that. I mean, I knew it, but it's like it wasn't part of my understanding of you, but it is now. Right, right. <laughs> Tell us about your kid. You're an amazing kid. Well, Hayes is 14. He Whoa. just turned 14. I know it sounds really big. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really big, though. Yeah. But I get it. I like yes. to think of all it. the things that he doesn't know yet. Okay. And then he just is young. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> you know? We like it. I like That works for me. That works for me. He's very much a performer. Mm-hmm. He is bright and amazing and such a joy. Um, he's very sweet, which is not usually a word associated with boys, 
but he is very, very sweet. (laughs) And he has a great sense of style. (laughs) He has an awesome sense of style. Um, So out of respect for our children, we like to start our conversations with doing a recollection um, to get us in touch with our childhood selves, uh, to think about the perspective of young people in general. uh, That's how we began. And so when I was thinking about this conversation around drugs, drug use, um, how it functions for young people, how it functioned for us when we were young people, the idea of taking risks came to mind. Like I just like this idea that... um, when you think about adolescents or young people and their involvement with drugs, it's just, it's this idea of like it's a very risky behavior. Um, and so I asked that we both thought about recollections of a time when we took a risk. So will you share your story with us? Yeah, um, I was in elementary school. My father was in the military, so we traveled around a lot. Um, I never... Because we traveled around a lot, I didn't have the security or was able to rely on having childhood friends, like friends for a really long time. Mm. We moved around so often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere we went was new. Everyone was new. Every place was new. Everything mm-hmm. was new. So um, I remember being in class in elementary school and I noticed some a group of girls who were writing notes to each other and passing notes to each other. And then they would meet up in the bathroom and they would whisper to each other. And they just had like this camaraderie that Mm -hmm. looked really appealing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, They were also all white. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I was going to ask them if I could join their group, which... I was really scared about. Mm -hmm. Um, I was scared because one, they had this relationship that they, they had for a long time and I just wasn't a part of it. Um, Also they were white. I'm black. Um, They were new to me in every single way. So anyway, I somehow mustered up the confidence to ask this one girl. And what's really funny to me is the way that it came out of my mouth because I asked her, I said, you know, so-and-so, which was one of the other girls. And, um, you know, obviously she knew. So then um, I said, can you treat me the way that you treat her? How old were you? I was in, I was in elementary school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And because it was really like, I wanted So I didn't just ask to join the group. I was asking for a very specific kind of relationship. (laughs) So I asked and she was really, she took it really well. She was like so excited and happy and supportive. She was like, of course, yes. And it was automatic, literally when we sat back down and our at our desk, she wrote me a note and passed me the note. I just immediately became part of the group. It was really nice. Yeah. So I didn't know how that was going to turn out. And I was obviously hoping for the best. And it actually turned out way better than I thought that it would. That's so that's so fascinating to me. My st- So when I thought about taking risks, um, I've always gotten the impression from my parents or anyone who's known me from birth that 
I've always taken risks. Like I'm like a child who took risks. I've heard many stories of me trying to escape from a playpen or like running down the, like just anything that you're not supposed to do. I was just like in it and doing all of those things. I don't know if you remember this and maybe, I don't even know where you were living because you grew up all over the place. Um, but in New York, when I was a child, like a teenager, there used to be these commercials for Action Park. And Action Park was a, like a different kind of, supposed to be like a different kind of amusement park in um, Pennsylvania. And they would have these commercials, come on over to Action Park. So my mom took me and my sister and like a whole bunch of kids from the block to Action Park. We got on the train, we went down to the um, port, like the bus station, we took the bus to Pennsylvania, we got to Action Park. And so Action Park's rides were like, action and one of the things that you could do at action park was you could bungee jump so i decided that i was going to bungee jump at action park um and so i think you had to be 18 i definitely was not so i think my mother was like it's okay like i said i want to do it i think we kind of she kind of co-signed on me saying i was 18 so i could go bungee jump and i did the thing like they put a harness on you and like you jump off the side of like this bridge at action park. What was at the bottom? You don't reach the bottom. No, but what were you looking at? Rocks? Oh my gosh. Water. I I think it was so far of a drop. I think it's water. But I think it was so far of a drop you weren't going to, like you weren't, well, hopefully. (laughs) The hope hope was that you wouldn't like hit the bottom of it. So I I mean, I remember it like I, once I decided I was going to do it, I was going to do it. There was no, I I was thinking about, I wonder how my mother must have felt. And I realized in my head as I was doing the recollection and like bringing myself back to that time, she really couldn't have, I mean, I guess she could have stopped me, but my momentum was there. Like I was going to do it. And after I did it and they pull, you know, you, you bounce. And then the thing about when you bungee jump is like you bounce and then you bounce up. It lifts you and then it drops you again. That second drop you're not ready for. Mm. Um, so they do the second drop. They pull you up. And I remember I got there. I was like, great. Never need to do that again. Like I ne- I was like, I never, ever need to do that again. That was fine. I didn't regret doing it. <laughs> but it was like, check, I'm done. Um, and that was, you know, that was the end of it. And it's so interesting now. Um, you can't really get me on a roller coaster. Like I'm at like at this stage. Um and I'm trying to think about like this, I, how health, how important it is to take these like calculated, these safe mm-hmm. risk um, now. And so I'm, I'm working on it. But it was really interesting, like the feelings that came with taking that risk and the ownership I felt in it. You know, did it? I didn't feel unsafe. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't believe my life was in danger by any means. Right. I like, I definitely. I definitely felt like it was going to work. I since recognized that amusement parks don't always <laughs> do the thing they're supposed right. to do. Um, but at the time, I definitely felt like I'm good. Um, and the other thing that comes up for me so much is like my mom in that moment and how terrified she must have been to go and watch your child like jump right. <laughs> off of the side of a bridge <laughs> um, in act- at Action Park. And I wonder <laughs> around, like, do I have the capacity to watch my children take those sorts of risks, especially during adolescence? Um, and so how do you feel about supporting Hayes in taking risks? I think that teenagers, kids 
people have a private life and they have a public life. Mm -hmm. And I'm 100% in support of Hayes having a private life mm -hmm. that I don't know anything about. Okay. Um, I'm, and I, my hope is that in that private life, there are people who he respects and loves and who respect him mm -hmm. and love him mm -hmm. who can take care of him mm -hmm. um, and support him and really be a help to him. Mm -hmm. So if it's a private risk, mm -hmm. then... Let's hope that that happens. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If it's a public risk, which is more um, parent safe, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I feel like I feel like my job as a parent is to to guide him and support him and love him and help him. Mm -hmm. So he's got all of that a hundred percent for mm -hmm. me, no matter. If the risk is big, if the risk is small, mm -hmm. like, all right, we're we're in it, mm -hmm. we're doing it. I'm here mm -hmm. to help. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you know, through being a performer, I think some of the bigger auditions mm -hmm. probably feel really scary mm -hmm. for him. Um, I don't know if he would necessarily consider them risks, but I think whenever you're, whenever he's asked to act outside of anything that he's familiar with mm -hmm. then that's probably a really scary mm -hmm. a scary thing for him in those moments i'm really just like a really careful watcher that's great you're so <laughs> you're so brave i feel like i'm just waiting for cues like when to jump in mm -hmm. you know what mm -hmm. i mean but that's mm -hmm. something that i've learned mm -hmm. Hayes has taught me mm -hmm. to trust him and let him do his thing. Mm -hmm. And so I really just kind of fall back and allow him to take the lead. Mm -hmm. What you're saying makes me think about how important it is that like a young person feels safe um, and how p powerful parents are in making you feel like you are capable of making decisions for yourself. Yeah. And I think like something that you just spoke to that I definitely try to instill in the girls are like, trust your gut. Like what is your first, um, what is your first voice telling you? And that idea when they're little, they know to do that and it gets t stripped out of them where they don't trust their own voice. Like they don't trust their own judgment. And I, I feel like I'm constantly like, you know, like you don't like, and they'll ask like, mom, should I go here? Should I do mm -hmm. that? Should I talk to that friend? Do you think I, and I was like, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, you know. And they usually, they're like, yeah, I know. But that's how imp the role that I play is not to make the decision right. like you're saying, but like, to remind them how capable and how powerful they are mm -hmm. in making decisions for themselves. And like that I trusted them. And that that moment in Action Park, my mother, as scared as she was, she trusted me and she knew me. And they're, you know, you have one, you have Hayes one and I have my three. And I reckon like, they're just different people. And there's there's one that needs a little more reminders around the boundaries because she's just a natural risk taker. And then there are the other two that are like much more cautious in how they move through the world. Um, so they're sometimes having to be shooed out and like um, kind of given a healthy push to go and like do your thing. Um, but 
I completely understand what you're talking about. And I and I and I think that what's hard, and as we start to think about like this conversation around substances and um drug use and how they engage with it and having all those conversations, I think what you spoke to around hoping that they have people that they can um feel good about, that I feel like is like my biggest job is like curating mm. that circle like curating mm. who those people are and um how they will be in care of each other and so how have you helped Hayes curate his friends as he's about to enter into this space oh I have to think about this one for a second mm-hmm. well have you I'm a, I know I'm, a, I'm trying I'm a, to figure out if I have I for sure do like I, I like that's my thing my children will speak, right. will tell you about like that is my that is my thing. I think you're really you do it very actively. Mm-hmm. So in this moment, I am realizing that I am such a behind the scenes parent. Okay, <laughs> like the opposite of helicopter. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. the opposite of helicopter. I I want to be the person on Hayes's shoulder mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so. I just listen. I listen mm-hmm. to his, I listen to how he is with his friends, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I pay attention to how he interacts with people. Mm-hmm. And then I have conversations about mm-hmm. things, but mm-hmm. not like in a big way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like, I'll give you an example. One of his friends, he's, you know, he's living life, whatever. He tells me some story about one of his friends. And it's not in that moment that I say this. It's it's much, much later, maybe days later. I kind of remind him of the story and I tell him, so-and-so is going to show themselves to you one day. And when he does, trust that that's who he is. <laughs> Wait, I just want to say, I just want to say, that is like, that's like, like the black mother hammer. Yes, yes, that is not, yes. <laughs> that is not, no, but that is like, that is like our ace, like in the moment where they don't even know where it's coming yeah, from. Yes. And you're just sitting there and like everything's pieced out and we're having breakfast and you just look over and like, when the eagle is flying overhead and the moon is full, stop and run the other way. Like, you know, that's just what we do. No, yes. That's what we do. Yes, I, I understand yes. exactly you, what you, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't feel a sense of urgency around like it has to be fixed like right now. We are growing together. Right. And I trust you enough to like, we're gonna, we're talking. We're right. in a conversation as you evolve and um, grow. Are you having conversations with Hayes around drugs? Has it come up in your fan, like in your household? Have you brought it up? It has come up, but but the way that it's come up, I think, is really. I guess my reaction is really traditional. Really? Yeah. I'm so surprised. Go ahead, tell me. <laughs> like, like say no to drugs. Yeah. Oh wow. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a combination of don't even think about it. <laughs> How you see yourself as a parent versus how your parenting is being revealed right now is a lot. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So it's a combination of that. Mm-hmm. And there's a time and a place for everything. Okay. And now is not the time. Okay. You know, like there, 
he knows that there is going to be a time or I don't want to say going to be. <laughs> he knows that there is a time okay. when access is going to like it's it's, yes. you know, yes. the world is going to open up to him uh-huh. regarding drugs. I mean, it probably already has. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and let's hope mm-hmm. that he's doing that with people who care about him and respect him and also you don't want to be introduced too early you know what i mean you Mm -hmm. also i don't want to give him the impression that um that now is the time (laughs) now is not the time the reason i'm laughing i mean for i mean there's so many there's so many reasons i've known like we know each other in so many different ways i know i know so many things about you and so this idea of how you engage with your child around these conversations um is is so fascinating to me because we talk about substances all the time mm-hmm. and we um what we share is this evolution around like like all things are drugs you know what i mean like food right. like you are an amazing like advocate around food and mm-hmm. like thinking about what we put in our body and mm-hmm. like what other people put in their body you are really um evolved and you're thinking about like um psychedelics and marijuana and like all of these things Mm -hmm. around like what the medicinal like how it can help us Mm -hmm. and like us as black people Mm -hmm. us as like people who are having all of these things um and in your conversations with your your child i wonder around like are you having those nuanced like conversations around substances because it I mean, I think about me, I definitely grew up with, what was my ideas about um, drugs use when I was growing up? I think like I grew up during the, you know, 80s. So it was like very much say no to drugs Mm -hmm. and the crack Mm -hmm. epidemic happening simultaneously. And all of that was way out of my reach, right? Like no one had any money to be buying any hardcore, like, like that wasn't even in my like it was nowhere to be found. It was like not even in my head. I couldn't even understand it. Like when when we would watch or hear about shows or like talking about teenagers doing hard. Or I remember the first time I saw that movie Kids. Mm-hmm. Did you see that movie yeah, Kids? Yeah. That movie Kids traumatized. Traumatized. That yeah. movie traumatized yeah. me because I remember looking at it. I was like, wait, these kids live in New York City <laughs> and they're like doing heavy duty drugs. They snort cocaine. Like what is happening? Because yeah. it was so far from my experience, and so. For me, drugs were, or substances, which are drugs, is like alcohol and weed. And I grew up in, you know, Jamaican um, family. So the idea of weed, like marijuana was never like, it was just part of the culture and we didn't do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like you go to a family's house and in the basement, your uncle's down there and you know, like you smell it, mm-hmm. but we are also not doing it. Like you're right. not, no one's smoking in front of you or anything like that. And then the other side of it, everybody's drinking beer, mm-hmm. right? But, and my mother was like adamant, like, do not drink. I do not drink. You should not drink. No one's drinking. Like none of you guys are <laughs> drinking. And she held it. And it's not until I want to say, very recently, I'm learning so much about my mother. Very, very recently, she told me a story about when she was a young girl, 
growing up in Jamaica, there used to be an alcoholic that lived on her block. And she said like she was like, she remembered, she she knew the story so vividly. I had never heard it before. All I knew is when I grew up, when I was growing up, no to alcohol, like you do not drink, nobody drinks. And she told this like story around this man that lived on her block and he was the nicest, sweetest man until he got drunk. And like mm-hmm. as a little girl, not knowing who she was gonna like engage with and how it just had this like strong impression. And when she told me a story, I was like, no wonder you don't drink. Yeah. I mean, my mother is virgin pina coladas for days <laughs> until like recently. <laughs> like I think she hit 60 and was like, okay, I think I put rum in a pina colada. So those were my messages. Do you know what drugs are? Yeah. How would you describe a drug? Hmm. Well, the way most people think of it is like a bad thing that you get addicted to and it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. But if you need one for like medical reasons mm-hmm. to help your body, then it's okay. But if you get too addicted on it and you're just doing it for the sake of doing it mm-hmm. to numb yourself, then it's not good. That makes sense. <laughs> Do you have any questions about drugs with us? With your um, parents? Google um, um. clock emoji Dude. with I remember, face on it. I remember when you asked me if I've ever been drunk. What made you ask that question? Curious. Because I think the idea of you getting a hangover is kind of funny. You're so serious. What do you think? Of, <laughs> you're serious and all mom-like. You're all like... You're a mom. And the idea of our mom getting a hangover is like funny. The idea of our mom going out to a party without her permission from her mom it feels ridiculous yeah because you're because because the idea of you never is the idea of you not being our mom is unfamiliar so the idea of you doing the college classic of getting a hangover is it's funny it's funny yeah it's funny i mean if i got a hangover i'd still be your mom i know it's it's still be funny it's still be funny here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Do you feel like you have to have, I mean, you're talking about like the conversation you're having is like, don't do that. That's not, that's not for you. That's not good. Don't do that. And is Hayes giving you any pushback around that? Or he's just like, okay, mom, I got you. Well, it's interesting because um, a few days ago, Hayes and I were having a, having a conversation and he said, said, you know, mom, I'm so good. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, no, I'm really good. I could be doing cocaine. Shut up. Shut up. I can't. I was like, wait, you don't get extra points for not not doing cocaine. Like, let's be clear. You're 14 years old. So, um, but he knows. He's like, but I know 14s, like, they're doing some things out yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, do you feel like because of the access that Hayes has, mm-hmm. that there's a different kind of conversation you have to have with him um, that doesn't look like just say no? Because I think for me, my default as a young person 
was, you know, like sometimes you think your experiences are the same experiences your children are having and they're going to approach something similar the way you approached it. But then there's these realizations sometimes that their life is completely different than your life. And so for us with Blue, we'll have a conversation around like, this is what, these are all of the things that are available out there. Like things I don't even know. I don't go down the path of like, there is Molly and this because mm-hmm. I don't even, she doesn't know, I don't think she has like language for it or she's she's also like, hey, it's like, good. you know, like mm-hmm. they're like moving away from the crazy, like mm-hmm. that crazy, I don't want to be near that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple, the other two that are coming up behind her, they're going to have to be, they're a different stories so we'll see how all that goes. Um, and the conversation that we have with her is around like harm reduction. Mm-hmm. So this idea that you like, it's not like a yes or no dynamic, but it's like a spectrum of things. And you have to practice or think about like doing the least amount of harm. And what are, and how do you know how to do the least amount of harm? You need information. So you shouldn't be putting anything into your body that you don't have information mm-hmm. about that you can't trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also... So there's the harm reduction thing. And then there's also the idea of like trusting your people. And I don't think, I mean, I don't think that necessarily the people that she chooses are people that I would like, oh yeah, they got her. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's class, there's race, there's gender, Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of things at play that her sensibilities about what is safe and what feels good may be very different than what they feel mm-hmm. um, is safe and good. So that is that gives me pause. Um, and then the other thing is that, and we say to her, if you're going to experiment with things or try things, I would prefer, like, do it with us. Because mm-hmm. we are, like, we are your safe space. It doesn't mean, like, I want to be lighting up with my child. That's not right. what I'm talking about. But just this idea that when you know that, we are all going to be in community together for the rest of our lives. Right. Hopefully it gives them like a sense of like community, not necessarily like license. So you did it. So I'm going to do it. Right. But more of like, oh, you're honest with me. I can be honest with you. Um, and I ha- I'm in no place to pass judgment. Like Pop and I are in no place to pass judgment. We just want to be like in guidance with you. Um, so that's kind of like how we're trying to approach it. And it's really, um, it's hard and scary in so many ways. One is like when we go, so, you know, we travel, like we travel to different places. And like, if you're in San Francisco and California, you go to the weed shop, the marijuana, like you mm-hmm. go to dispensary and mm-hmm. you shop and then you leave and you have, people have the stroller in there. Like, it's just part, you come to New York, it's illegal. You got to have your delivery guy come to your house and like you're sneaking in corners. And, so that's confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to Amsterdam and it's like, it's, a, it's real confusing because like with everything, but it's the same, it's the same drug. It's right. the same thing. These are all the same kind of people. Like what, what is happening here? And having those conversations around. So there's, there's what we want to, like what you get to choose or we get to choose about what we engage in. And then there's the law. Right. And then there's how the law is not going to treat us, you fairly. Right. And so those nuances that I feel like are like minefields that are designed to trap black children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that's so hard to navigate. How are you navigating it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my strategy is mostly to come from the 
the inside, right? Mm-hmm. And to to talk about my experiences and my like my feelings through the experience and coming like how I've come to a conclusion about drugs. Okay. You know what I mean? So okay. um so yeah, so let's take like the drinking. Okay. So yeah, like Hayes has has asked me if I've ever been drunk or what. Oh, this is a question that kids like, thank you. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, why are you asking me this? But okay, good. Thank you. Yeah, that helped yeah. me. That helped me. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So I don't I don't drink at home. There's mm-hmm. no alcohol mm-hmm. at home. Um if I go out, I may have a drink or two socially, mm-hmm. right? Um and when I come home, Hayes can smell it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's asked me, you know, if I've ever been drunk before. Mm-hmm. And so my my answer was about how drinking makes me feel. OK. Right. And through that feeling, I am able to decide what's enough. What so you so much. you're okay i'm sorry so your response to him is like have you ever been drunk before and you're like well i like my response was like what do you mean when you say drunk and mm-hmm. your response is so let me tell you what happens when i drink two drinks yes okay yes you're, okay exactly and then it's like and then i'm explaining like what it feels like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and then then through that i'm saying and that's why i only have two mm-hmm, 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 because mm-hmm. i don't want to cross this line mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, i mean and mm-hmm. i still have to get home and i still have to think yeah, straight and i still yeah, have to make decisions and yeah. you know what i mean so but what a gift that is to because i think there's a sense and i oh, this is so interesting and like things that i wish people had a better understanding around teenagers i think so much of why there's a need to do all of this like experimenting and because there's so much unknown yeah. and that adults and people who care about them aren't honest about what their experiences are so then you got to go and have your own experiences and this sense that everyone has to learn their own lessons everyone's right. going to have to go and like do their own thing and learn and i don't think that's true right. because when you have trust we can learn together like that's the whole that's how you you heal generational trauma like it's that no, you don't have to do it again. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like there's no reason for you to do it. But that requires such vulnerability and such honesty from us as parents, right? Like when blue when the girls ask about like we sat down and talked to them about marijuana. We're like, so this is what we do. This is how much like this is how we feel about it. This is what we use. This is why. This is how like what my like my thinking around marijuana has evolved so much because when I was a young person, like I said, it was like, no. And I wonder around like when Hayes is coming and saying, I'm really good. Like what, what do you imagine he's seeing out in the world? Yeah. Well, you know, he's in, he's a part of an industry that I yeah. do think, you know, I mean, what has he seen? Mm-hmm. I, I think he's probably seen some things. He's he's probably definitely heard mm-hmm. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, th- you know, that's the other thing I just want to bring up, uh, not to segue, but no the, segue away. The information we have had conversations about the information about drugs that he gets right, okay. and you you brought this up yeah. earlier. Um, I just had to tell him that kids are. Stupid. When it comes <laughs> 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 Just like, but yes, you don't. Guys, don't. 
you don't, I don't know. know you don't yeah. you don't you have no idea yeah. you know yeah. it's just yeah. it's there's a lot of misinformation yes yes <laughs> yes yes and they also they just believe everything mm-hmm. they believe anything that mm-hmm. anybody says mm-hmm. about drugs you know mm-hmm. like good or bad mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um a message that i give to Hayes specifically about drugs is that do not get like the information that you hear Mm -hmm. from another person Mm -hmm. your age (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. needs to be questioned yes yes (laughs) yes 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 you can't take everything you can't you can't just believe yeah anything right Mm so yeah i think that when Hayes is saying that he is so good and because he's not doing cocaine mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> while i think that he has some information mm-hmm. i also think that he has no like th- that's ba- that could possibly be based on absolutely nothing mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean like mm-hmm. he's convinced that there are people in other in other schools, not his school, mm-hmm. but other schools who are sneaking into the bathroom and doing cocaine. Mm-hmm. And the school is like known for, for that. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, it's probably very unlikely. Or it is. You think? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I mean, you got to think if we were seeing kids in 19, what, 95, 94? What the hell do you? Th- and I think that's. The, I think those are the places where, as black parents or parents who didn't come from particular like circumstances ourselves, are in uncharted territory, mm-hmm. and yeah. it puts us at a disadvantage around like understanding what's coming at our young people all the time. Yeah. When you watch shows, I was very surprised. Um, on Insecure which is a show mm-hmm. that I, I enjoy. And they had the Beyonce, like the Beachella, Beachella, sorry, Beachella episode. And it, which is one of my favorites ever. Um, And they're just like popping Molly. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we, we about to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, wait, black people do Molly? <laughs> you know, I was like, wait, what am I, wait, we're doing Molly now? <laughs> and it was, and, and, and it's not that it wasn't in the music. It's not like you don't, you hear like the songs. You're like, of course there's like, there are some, but like, not you, Issa. Issa, you doing Molly? And Molly's doing Molly? Oh, wait, you right. guys are supposed, like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm here, I'm still talking about weed. <laughs> you know, like I'm still over here having <laughs> conversations around like managing marijuana use. Right, right. And, oh, people are, people are popping Molly. And, and then the other side of it is like, because I've had such an evolution around my thinking about marijuana and recognizing how much of that was put upon me versus like coming to an understanding for myself, my judgment around all substances, it's like I'm questioning. I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. This is so different. This is so, what's happening here and how different that is to the experience of this nuancedness of like, oh, we can have a conversation about like what you're doing and what makes sense for your body and how you want to engage with this um, versus here. Everything is off limits except for alcohol. Right. Which is so dangerous and so problematic. Um, But it's everywhere. And it's okay to advertise everywhere. And it's okay to have access to it everywhere. Um, Which I think is just really like unfortunate and confusing. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So I wonder about, do you have conversations with Hayes in regards to what is the difference between what he can choose to do and what his white counterparts can choose to do like if they're hanging together um so he may not engage in drug use right but like he may have friends or like people that he's around that does and just being in proximity to them as a black boy can put him in danger Mm -hmm. what are those conversations like yeah well those conversations are like let somebody else be the idiot <laughs> like yes. some, let somebody else mm-hmm. make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Not you. Not you. <laughs> you know. But how does he have any power over that? I haven't had many like explicit conversations with Hayes about these things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I come from different angles. You know, I'm really appreciative for this conversation. Yay! <laughs> because mm-hmm. you know, I came in thinking like. I don't know anything. I don't know what Mm -hmm. to say about drugs. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing through this conversation that I don't have explicit conversations with Hayes about drugs. Mm -hmm. Not very many. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I'm more focused on making sure that he is respecting himself at all times, Mm -hmm. right? And that he is being himself at all times and really secure Mm -hmm. in who he is, even if he doesn't know who he is, Mm -hmm. just be secure in who you are in that moment. Mm -hmm. So then I feel like you don't have to have, I don't have to have these conversations necessarily, right? It's almost like um, rather than having a conversation about sex and, you know, coming with all of this information, have a conversation about self-respect, have a conversation about confidence. And then when you find yourself in this these situations, right, that may or may not call for sex, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, then you'll make the right decision for yourself in the moment. How much of that is, um, I mean, I think what's hard and it's kind of what, like what we're trying to do at Raising Rebels or what I really hope to bring to our community is this idea of like where we're in those things is our own oppression. So I think, I think you're like, I completely am in line and around like there are these larger conversations that we're constantly having about trusting yourself, seeing yourself, being authentic. Yes, yes, yes. And there is a way in which like young people are young people. And so sometimes you're going to have to bring it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, and, and, if, mm-hmm. and if the response is, I'm not ready, right? Like, I'm not ready to have that conversation. That's not, that's not where I, my head is. Or, okay, then I'm going to take those signals. But we can't have the expectation that our young people, because like we just said, like, they don't know. And I think that it can be very scary. I mean, you described it so well around having conversations with our children that are not around like, I have the answer or this is what you do. But let's talk about this hard thing that doesn't have an answer. So I grew up in a household. My parents found God when um, they were in their 30s. It's so annoying when parents find God later late, in life. Late. My yeah. mother, like, <laughs> similar. Not in her 30s, though. Like, when she was, like, older. Okay. But I even found God, per se. Like, I think found community in church. It's probably a, a more accurate that's, yeah, for that's my a nice, parents. Yeah, yeah. For my mom. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Different show. Go ahead. Um actually I do I do think that 
I do think that my mom found God. Okay. <laughs> I think my dad found community in church. Okay. Um, and my parents are really young parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're really young parents. I, I was, uh, my mom was 19. Okay. When she had me. So um, we didn't have like, you know, there was no alcohol. There was just nothing. It was like no, no cursing, no alcohol, no drugs, no nothing. Absolutely mm-hmm, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember looking at pictures of my mom when she was younger, my mom and dad, and they had taken pictures of like fun nights out. You know what wow. I mean? When they were younger. And I remember as as a kid, I remember looking at those photos and thinking, mom looks funny. <laughs> was it mom looks happy? No, it was like mom looks drunk. Oh. Like mom looks, you know, mm-hmm. she's not, she's looking, she's looking a little, a little off. Loose, yeah, a little loose, yeah. A loose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I remember asking my mom about them, those, those um, photos, and she would never admit that she was drinking or anything. Oh, wow. She would never, never, mm-hmm, never admit, mm-hmm. right? And all the stories that I heard of my mom having fun growing up, nothing mentioned about alcohol. Mm-hmm. Nothing, 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 mm-hmm, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up thinking that my parents were pro- kind of, I don't want to say perfect, but just like really strict, extraordinarily good people. It's so funny because you just said, hey, it's like, I'm good. good. Yeah, extraordinarily good people mm-hmm. like, like there's good, mm-hmm. but my parents were above good, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until a very recent conversation, my mom is in her 60s, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that my mom said something in just like, she just threw it in there about how she had, you know, she's telling some story about when she was younger and she, she'd gone out with some of her mm-hmm, friends or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were drinking. And it was the first time I ever heard my mom say anything about alcohol, mm-hmm. consuming alcohol, mm-hmm. right? And I, it was really, it was really, I mean, this was like a moment, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a real moment. But it made me realize that because I never heard my parents being, of, of being like what I would call real people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I made it my point as a parent to always be a real person with my child. Always, always. I don't Mm -hmm. want him to think that I'm above anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Because the truth is that you find yourself in circumstances Mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. don't, and you, these are, it's unfamiliar territory. Mm -hmm. And it's in that moment Mm -hmm. that you have to decide what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to make the best decision mm-hmm. for yourself in that moment. And whatever decision it is, is right for you in that moment. And it doesn't mean that you're bad. It doesn't mean that you're awful. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, we're talking about drugs. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're doing something crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It just, you're living your life and you're, you know, you're making the best decision that you can make in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I try to give that, I try to bring that to my conversations with Hayes around everything. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, in the, mo- you gotta, in the moment, you gotta figure 
you'll you will figure it out you will it's be so, you in this, every I moment i just love this place i really i mean all like everyone out in the world like i wish you were in this room right now but kind of you are um <laughs> because you started this you started by saying like my message to my child is like don't do it. it's very traditional mm-hmm. but it's not it's actually mm-hmm. in everything we've heard you say in this conversation everything i learned it's actually really nuanced it's actually really like inclusive it's not the way you were because no, it's not it's not the way you were raised no. it's not the way um your parents communicated to you no. which was like hiding um or being dishonest and it's not the way my mother communicated to me which is like don't do and for both of our parents i imagine and then also for us it's not being connected to the trauma yeah. Not being able to acknowledge what has happened to us that has brought us full circle to this moment in this way of thinking. And so because of that, we are ill-equipped. Like we don't have the tools to to engage with our children the way we would like to. Our parents didn't have the tools to engage right. with us. And like we're trying to do it better, but we also don't have the tools because right. we're learning about them now. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right. Real time. As we were having, like, we're going through these experiences with our, our kids also. And so I think, like, we just want to make sure that we're compassionate with ourselves. And in being compassionate with ourselves, it will allow us to be compassionate with our children. And that's really all we can ask for. Again, thank you again for coming. Thanks for having me. Stand up and the most important thing is intimacy with your child. So the conversation about drugs doesn't have to be a big talk. It can be a series of conversations that show you're in community. Thank you so much for listening. This parenting thing is so hard, and I am so happy that we have each other. This podcast was produced by Domino Sound. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.